0: Good morning. This morning's scripture comes from Jonah 2, verses 1 through 10. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the belly of the fish, saying, I called to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. You cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight. How shall I look again upon your holy temple? The waters closed in over me. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the root of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit. O Lord, my God, as my life was ebbing away, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who worship vain idols forsake their true loyalty, but I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Deliverance belongs to the Lord. Then the Lord spoke to the fish and it spewed Jonah out upon the dry land. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Let's pray. Providing God by your Holy Spirit, feed us with your word that we might be filled with the bread of life. It is in Jesus' name that we pray, amen. Well, it's one of the most colorful and evocative stories in all of Scripture, the story of Jonah. Jonah is that prophet that was sent by God to the great Assyrian city of Nineveh. There Jonah was to call the people to repentance for it was a city full of wickedness. But Jonah does not go to Nineveh. Instead, Jonah hops on a boat from Joppa heading to Tarshish, but God chases Jonah down. God sends a storm that hits the boat Jonah is on, and when the other sailors of the boat discover it is Jonah that is to blame for this storm, Jonah tells them, throw me overboard. Jonah hopes this will bring an end to his life. But when he's thrown overboard, God sends a giant fish, and this fish swallows Jonah, and then Jonah stays in the belly of the fish, we read, for three days and three nights. And from the belly of the fish, we read, Jonah prays to God. Then after those three days and nights, the fish spews Jonah out onto dry land. Don't you love the story of Jonah? And can't you see why it has inspired artists for centuries, even millennia, with its language? Chris Sladoff, you're a sculptor, doesn't it invite one to sculpt this story? Or Jill Daniels, as a painter and animator, isn't this the kind of story that calls to be rendered on canvas or maybe shown in animation? Well, through history artists have been drawn to the story of Jonah and in particular the part of the story where Jonah is swallowed by a sea creature. Here is a stone carving from the late third century of the common era depicting Jonah thrown into the belly of a giant sea creature. This artist imagined the sea creature as a snake-like inhabitant of the deep with a stomach big enough to hold Jonah. Here's a marble sculpture from the fourth century, depicting Jonah and the sea creature in two separate places. Jonah is shown on the right, getting thrown into the sea and into the creature's waiting jaws. And then Jonah is shown on the left, getting spewed out by that same creature. This sculpture invites us to conjure in our own minds the interval in between those two moments, that is the three days and nights where Jonah was held in the belly of that sea creature. In the 12th century, we have depictions like this from the Bible of in France. Jonah is seen transferred from that realm above the, wa- of the water, a realm of air, wind, and boats down to a realm below. It is like Jonah is entering the ground or the grave, crossing a line to the other side. The sea is so often associated in our scriptures with chaos and death. The story of Jonah continues to inspire artists in our time. And it's no accident that when the founders of VeggieTales Animation wanted to produce a feature film on a story from the Bible, they chose as their subject matter the story of Jonah. It continues to move the imagination today, doesn't it? And it's a story that continues to move the heart You see, many people have had an experience of feeling cast down like Jonah into the watery depths. Many people at some point in their life have felt thrown overboard into the land of chaos or what feels like a watery grave. People who have suffered the loss of a family member can feel this way, like they've been thrown down into the depths, held captive in the belly of a giant creature as they're just overwhelmed by loss. Those who are imprisoned can resonate with the story of Jonah
0: and those who have suffered
1: from depression can see their experience in this story. Parker Palmer famously describes his bout with depression as descending down into the snake pit of the soul. People who have lost a job or had a marriage or relationship fall apart or who maybe have faced a major health challenge can all feel like they've been hurled over the edge of a boat down to the depths. Those who are in recovery will often speak of hitting rock bottom in their addiction before emerging later into the light of day through recovery and relying on a higher power. That narrative hitting rock bottom and then re-emerging by the strength of a higher power, that recalls the story of jonah for some this whole pandemic is precisely a kind of experience of being thrown into the belly of a giant fish the pandemic has sent us overboard into the depths of social isolation economic anxiety confinement to one's home and for some an overwhelming sense of chaos and uncertainty and we can feel well trapped there, unable to see the light of day or to feel the warmth of community for days or even for months. So what's the lesson from the book of Jonah for a person or people who find themselves in such a state? What does God have to say in today's passage to someone who finds her or himself down in the belly of a sea creature? What is God's word to us from the book of Jonah for precisely those times and places where we feel thrown overboard as some of you might feel today? Well, one thing that today's passage from Jonah makes clear is this, God has not left the picture when the prophet is down in the belly of the fish.
0: God does not abandon us in our times of loss or
1: deprivation or anxiety. In fact, God sent the fish to save Jonah from drowning as he is thrown overboard. God uses the time Jonah is stuck in the fish's belly to bring him from where he was not meant to go back to his right path. And based on Jonah's prayer, it appears God brought Jonah to faith right in the belly of the fish. Sometimes it is from down in the depths that we finally see God and God's gracious purposes for us most clearly.
0: In today's passage, we read of how
1: a prophet who had previously run from God now prays to God, and his prayer is full of words from the Psalms as if he's joining his voice with the great chorus of God's people as they have prayed through the ages. His prayer begins quoting Psalm 120, I called to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Jonah then prays the words of Psalm 42, all your waves and your billows passed over me. He then prays, I'm driven away from your sight, words straight from Psalm 31. And finally, Jonah declares, deliverance belongs to the Lord, quoting Psalm 3. Well, in his commentary on this passage, John Calvin writes this, when Jonah was at liberty, he thought that he could in a manner escape from God and become a fugitive from the Lord. But now, while enclosed within narrow bounds, he begins to pray and of his own accord, he sets himself in the presence of God. Sometimes you see confinement or loss or those times we are down in the depths, they help us see what we did not see before but needed to. Jonah saw God down in the belly of the fish. Haven't you known a time down in the depths when you finally saw something clearly Perhaps you sensed God's presence, or maybe you saw your life's purpose in a way you had not seen before, back when everything was going fine above ground, back when you were in control of your own life, back when you were heading on your own path, like Jonah was before God chased him down. Sometimes we ignore our heart's deeper call until we are down in the depths. Well, the author, Christine Hassler often speaks of her journey down to the depths. She writes of growing up Catholic and a formative early experiences of faith that she had in church. She tells of attending Northwestern University, where a spiritual yearning led her to a large Protestant church. There, she was particularly drawn to the music and the praise songs that they would play evoked for her a deep sense of intimacy with God but she also tells of wrestling with depression and anxiety since back when she was 10 years old. And she writes of how she tried to cover those up by being a high achiever, determined to prove herself. Hassler says she became the youngest female agent in Hollywood at the age of 21. By 25, she even had her own office, a six-figure salary, and a personal assistant named Jason. She was going to the Oscars and Golden Globes and dating the head of a major studio. She was engaged to be married. But then it was like she was thrown overboard, swallowed by a giant sea creature and brought down to the depths. She realized one day as she went into work that her job was not her call. In fact, she was profoundly unhappy there. She felt she was living a lie. So she quit, but she kept up her lavish lifestyle, which meant she was soon deeply in debt. Then she had a falling out with her mom where the pair did not talk for eight months. She was then diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And finally, six months before their scheduled wedding, her fiance broke off the engagement. After hearing this, Christine recalls lying down on the bathroom floor and asking herself, do I really want to continue? Do I really want to go on? She was down in the belly of the fish. But right there on the bathroom floor, she tells of having a sense of surrender, of realizing she just couldn't control her life, and of giving it over to God. She tells of being visited with a deep sense of the presence of God, of a sense of release and that recognition. She had a sense of being guided like she was no longer in the driver's seat, but had surrendered to a God who had gracious purposes for her and for the world. She found her call and knew she was loved on that bathroom floor down in the depths, and one thing she tries to hold on to from that experience is to, to daily attend to God's call lest she ever lose her way and get off track again. From down in the depths, Jonah prays these words, The waters closed in over me, the deep surrounded me, yet you brought me up. You brought my life up from the pit, O Lord, my God. It's like Jonah gives up and gives in to God, a God determined to save him and to use him to bring salvation to Nineveh. Now, God still had a lot of work to do with Jonah. Though Jonah prays from the belly of the fish, you might notice there are no words of contrition or of repentance. Maybe that's why the fish spews him out on the ground. Maybe the fish says, yuck, this guy needs to learn a little humility. His lack of humility is turning my stomach. And so he spews Jonah out. We read later in chapter four, Jonah still has some issues with God and with God's mercy in particular. It is not a perfect prayer that Jonah utters in chapter two. And yet it is still a prayer that speaks of a God that meets us down in the depths and lifts us up again. Somehow in that prayer, we see Jonah down in the belly had seen God and God's purposes for him in the world. Well, as Christians, of course, we see in the story of Jonah not only the tale of an ancient Hebrew prophet, we see the very story of Christ and of those of us who journey with him. We who have been baptized with Christ have died with Christ, the book of Romans proclaims. We've gone down to the grave with Christ. We've died to sin, died to our own desire to control our own destiny, died to all that would separate us from God and God's gracious purposes. And then from the grave, from that space of depth, from the depths, we rise with Christ to new life. We come out of the grave, out of the depths, into a life full of the presence and saving work of God. Well, the artist Yoruba Yatskiv is part of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church, and this is how he imagines the story of Jonah. He pictures Jonah in the center of this piece, captive in the fish like one held in a tomb. Jonah, we see, is full of anxiety in that belly. Well, under the larger, central image, there are three smaller images that depict the prophet Jonah's story. We see on the bottom left how the prophet is thrown into the water. In the middle, we see Jonah held in the fish's belly for days. Then on the bottom right, we see Jonah released onto dry land. Well, then on the top, the artist points out how this journey of Jonah is like the journey of Christ. Jesus himself will say in Matthew's Gospel, quote, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. In the top left image, we see Jesus crucified, and recall in the top middle image how he was laid in a tomb, having descended to the dead. But then in the top right image, we recall how Jesus rose and touched people with his hands. We remember how that savior is still at work today, touching us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, if you are down in the depths or when you are down in the depths, don't miss the opportunity that that time in particular provides. Don't miss the view from the belly, the view from the belly. Don't miss the chance to see the God who is always at work in your life and in the world, but who you might not have seen as clearly or clung to as strongly before your descent. Don't miss the chance the belly provides to see, to hear your call. And don't miss seeing the very hand that brought Jonah up from out of the depths, and it raised Jesus. From the dead, for that hand is reaching out to you today. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen.